Oh, finally home. Well, let's see if I can find it. Yes, okay, there. Emma, are you home? Girl, I need to tell you so much, but first let me get these shoes off. This has been a night, I can tell you that. Girl, it was so much fun. We went to this guy's place and it was literally, it was crazy. I can tell you that. Like we went to a bar at first and that was just amazing. And then afterwards I went with this guy and he was like super good looking and all. And we ended up hooking up and yeah. It's, okay, to be totally honest, it wasn't like that good. But every time I get into this stuff, I feel like it would be so much fun. And then to be quite frank, half of the time I feel like, Okay, this this sounds so extra. Maybe it's a hangover, but like I feel more alone afterwards than when I'm actually lying there with the person. And it's just, yeah. When I'm with myself, I never have this feeling. When I'm when I've done this, I don't know. I don't know why it keeps happening. Like, what do you think? Oh, um, you're heading to uni now. Okay, I get it. I get it. Good luck, girl. Um, I think I'll get some sleep now and maybe a big iced coffee afterwards. See ya. Bye. If you haven't listened to episode 8 yet, I would advise you to do so as you will understand where this little story started from. First, I would like to thank all of you for sharing your thoughts on the subject and for us to co-create this episode. I'd like to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And I'm so thankful that you ended up here and that we're doing a part two of this subject. I can assure you already that there will also be a part three. So we have so much to discuss and let's really get right into it. In today's episode, we will go further into the pros and the cons of hookup culture and celibacy. We will widely discuss your thoughts, your wants and needs, experiences and more. Get yourself a big cup of tea, sit back and get ready because this episode will be quite something. I've asked you guys through Instagram and some of my personal friends on the opinion of hookup culture versus celibacy, what you guys think and feel, your experiences, and it was beyond anything I expected, the replies. All of you have taken the time to write to me, to send me voice messages about the subject, and I put everything together, made this massive list, and... We'll start with the pros of hookup culture. Something that you guys have said, multiple people, is quite literally, do it now so you won't have to do it later. And when I first saw this, I was a bit surprised because I was thinking, okay, this stems from the fear of missing out, right? Like, you're just afraid that you'll miss something. But then somebody explained to me, you won't have the idea of missing out later in life when you might be married. And that could result in maybe a smaller chance of cheating. And this is something I'd never really thought of, but I thought it was a quite interesting thing. Like the fact that you're experiencing all these things now will will make you maybe not also not miss out now. Like you won't have to fear of missing out now, but you it can help you later on in life when you're married 
or when you're not married, but when you're, um, if that's your preference, together with someone, uh, maybe even kids in the picture, you won't have the tendency as much to go beyond that. And I didn't really think of that, but I think it might be interesting even if there could be studies on this. And yeah, that was one thing that was said quite a lot. Obviously, another one was everyone should have their own choice. And with this hookup culture, the choice of people is being, or especially for women, is being empowered. And that is something that's really good. The fact that we we now have the choice that we didn't have back in the days. However, one of my friends um, said, hookup culture has created some empowerment for women attached to it, but the fact that it has been normalized is actually taking the choice from many women. Also, you can argue that women's sexual liberation is more beneficial to men when it surrounds women sleeping with more people instead of guaranteeing quality in sexual encounters. Moreover, the orgasm gap is still a huge part of the culture, which needs to be addressed for female empowerment and sexual liberation. For true empowerment, true liberation, choice should be there. Sure, you can choose to not participate in hookup culture, but you'll often be closed off to 90% of the dating market. And besides, most guys get get upset or even violent if you don't sleep with them in the first to like third date. This was so well spoken and I'll read out a lot more from the person who shared this with me and... I really, I really agree with this. Like, at first, the idea of hookup culture was to also empower women, empower them with their choice. But now, because it is so normalized, it doesn't really feel like a choice anymore. So the empowerment at first is great. That's a pro. The choice is great. That's a pro. But now, because it's normalized, we don't really have the choice. We're expected to. And apart from that, the quality of the sexual encounters that's a whole other subject but we'll get into that as well but i think this is something we should we should take a moment for the do we actually have a choice is there a choice to be made for us or is it because it is so normalized that we don't have this choice anymore another one is a pro then is the not really getting a chance of being hurt and this was said by some people. I don't know if I would necessarily see it as a pro, but I think this stems from insecurity. And if you feel like that's a pro and if you feel like it's good to not be able to get hurt, that's okay. Maybe that's your path right now. Maybe that's what you should take. And if you really believe that, good for you. I'm happy for you. So I'm trying to share everyone's view and opinions. So we Yeah, we do not really discriminate between this. So that's, for some people, a pro. Another one is that it's fine if both parties consent to it. With really the importance on consent to it, which we'll get back to as well. Because in last episode, I explained to you guys how, um, what a friend of mine experienced where there was no consent and this could never, should never be okay. Another one is that compared to celibacy, this was what somebody said, um, the choice is made by yourself. Whereas being celibate in this day and age is often imposed by religion. I'm not saying always, but 
often it is in this day and age and actually something that has happened which a friend has told me is that he knew um these two young adults who were strictly religious and they had to be celibate because um according to their religion they could not have sex and for them not having sex before they're getting married so that's another part of like you can see celibacy as also not getting married but in this case we would say um abstaining yourself from sexual intimacy until you get married so these people got married and they're both 18 when they get married and now um i'm not sure how old they are now but probably like 20-ish just 20 i would let's say 20 they are with child they the woman she's pregnant that was not really planned and that is something that i think we can take as a pro from the hookup culture is that usually not in all cases we've gotten like more knowledgeable about sex whereas within celibacy some people who grew up with the idea that having to be celibate still do not get educated about sex and i think that's something we should take with us no matter your religion your opinion on hookup culture or celibacy or whether you actually participate in any of this i think everyone should get an equal chance to be educated about sex and there should be some general knowledge about sex and sexual sexual intimacy and this is super important and i'm not saying that we should put this all in education that schools should all teach us this or that parents should all teach us this but there should be some kind of system wherein everyone gets a chance to know about these kinds of things because when you don't plan to get married or plan to like get pregnant and you can become pregnant after like waiting for i'm not saying so long but it could be in a case so long and this doesn't have to be because they were uneducated and celibate etc it could also happen when you are in the hookup culture just as well but i think the more knowledge you have on the subject the better you can probably act in this case and you also know that when you prefer not to get pregnant now what you can do and and what you should or shouldn't do so i think that's really important so that's a bit of the the pros for hookup culture but also a bit of the cons for celibacy just to compare it to then we also have a little middle road um a lot of people said there should be no good and bad and i fully agree with that i think everyone should do whatever they want to do wherever they feel good with as long as you respect yourself and others and you can look in the mirror and say like i'm so proud of you i think that's that's the main thing and whether that is within the hookup culture or, or being celibate both you do you it's great and everything and i was happy to see that a lot of people felt like this and that they respected both sides which i think is is something special because in a lot of cases two extremes you mostly choose one but you really see within this that a lot of people take like a middle ground and 
they say I respect both sides. I just want everyone to be doing what they want most. And that's great. Let's take that into, into the future. As for the cons of hookup culture, what we've heard most is that there is no deep connection. There is no possible way of getting a deep connection. And I think, well, the definition of hookup culture really says a lot to it because without any emotional relation, that's that's the thing with hookup culture. You don't want emotionally to be attached to someone. But a lot of other people said as well that it's really so sad because if you're aiming for something serious nowadays, you cannot really really get it as we said before 90% of the people feels like are not interested in anything serious and a lot of guys said this as well so for the girls who are thinking that it's only them there's a lot of guys saying this as well so maybe we're all just hoping for connection but nobody's speaking out loud voicing themselves that could be something too and somebody else also said is that if you're dating if you get into the phase of dating, so let's say you get just past only the hookup thing and somebody said like spending so much money on it and it's not working out, it was just a hookup, it just really, really kind of sucks and you're being considered picky all the time. So on that note, as somebody else said, I'm getting told that I'm picky for wanting a boyfriend who has like at least some feminist awareness isn't that absurd why am i supposed to settle once again let's all bring it back to the theory about patriarchy in the end patriarch patriarchy fucks everyone over men don't get told that it's okay to out their feelings and since they hold a prime spot in society they're not always encouraged to develop personally to the degree that women tend to be for example we should get a hobby, we should be interested in your future husband, learn to cook and clean and always keep upgrading and developing yourself. This creates a huge gap. Men don't get the same emotional tools and women end up feeling like they have to mother their boyfriends by learning them how to cook or clean or out their feelings. Once more, so well spoken this part, but I... I thought of this as well, like, why why is somebody being considered picky just because they want an actual relationship or an actual connection? Or in this case, this girl wants a boyfriend who has some feminist awareness. And this is, this is such an interest, like, I'm becoming so excited about these subjects because I feel like we can learn so much from this and there's so much to think about with this and I I know that we'll also do episodes on that but it is crazy like nobody should settle for anything nobody should feel like settling and patriarchy is a big part of everything that's happening in here again and the the getting a hobby being interested in your future husband this stems back like so many hundreds of years back to this and we still have to be like this still it's still not the same and yes there's just there's no effort into really getting to know someone going on dates anymore and that's that's just it's so sad i feel like it's just so sad and then there's also being ghosted it's so normalized being ghosted 
And I'm not saying that I've never done it myself. Like, I took part in it as well. I'm definitely not perfect. But it shouldn't be. Being ghosted. Just tell someone, I'm so sorry, but I'm not feeling it. I really, like, hope that you'll find someone that you'll be happy with. But it's just not going to be me. And even the fact that when you've hooked up with someone, that it's so normal that you, when you see each other, you act like you don't even know each other. You act like you, you don't even say hi to each other. It's crazy. Like, it blows my mind. This happened to me as well. And a guy and I hooked up. We are in, like, similar crowds and we, like, see each other on a weekly basis, I would say. And then don't even go up to each other. Say hi. Like, I'm sorry, but I've seen your private parts and we can't even say hi to each other. Where are we going with this world? That's, it's just, it blows my mind. It really blows my mind. We should, we should be able to say hi and talk to each other. And if the fact that if you think that you cannot even say hi to this person after you hooked up with them, if that's even a thought that crosses your mind once, I don't think that's the person you should, you should be with. If you don't even want to talk with them, why would you want to be intimate with them? It's... There's no point to it. And that's something I've learned myself, I think. Because there's no point to it for me. Because that's also what a lot of people said. I didn't even properly enjoy it. I didn't. And that's something I hear all the time. That's why it was in the intro as well. Like I don't know. It was just something I did. And yeah, it wasn't like that much fun we didn't really know each other's bodies so we didn't really know what we liked and yeah would I do it again no probably not but I guess it's normal right like everyone does it so why not me let's just denormalize this sex should be something or intimacy should be something that should be enjoyed together and I think a lot of this has is due to the expectations of porn I think in pornography, we are, like, we see that everyone is supposed to enjoy themselves so much, or at least the guys, um, then we have, again, porn has really, like, normalized violence against women as well, Uh, think about it, like, how much porn do you see from, like, a female point of view, it's always a guy's point of view, and it's normalizing violent sex, hardwiring brains to be stimulated by violence against women and it's actually quite interesting femicide is on the rise worldwide and crime against women is getting worse porn is porn is a large contribute wow i cannot speak anymore i'm so sorry um i'm only human but porn is a large uh, contributor to this porn addiction violence against women dehumanizing women furthering spirals of abuse it's getting so common that people are getting choked in bed without any discussion and that vanilla sex is treated like some weird thing on dating apps too this is what a what a friend shared of mine as well is like i've had guys opening with do you like anal even when when she explicitly said uh that she wanted a relationship and this has some this is something that's a thing it has happened to all of us girls i think or, like, just a one... I've had somebody opening with one-night stand, question mark. How have we come this far? That's just not okay. 
And I'm not saying it's only guys. I'm sure girls will do the same thing, but we should work on this. And what what my friend said, she said, let's make consent sexy. And I think that's key. We have to make consent sexy. It's it's something that should be there every time you're getting intimate with someone. And I get that when it's your when you're in a relationship, it might just slip away and you don't ask this to each other anymore. But really, it should be should be super important. And even with the relationship, a lot of people also said the more feelings there are and the deeper the connection, the greater the sexual experience is eventually going to be. And I think that's true. I know from my own experience, definitely that is that is the case. You have to at least have some kind of connection with someone. For me personally, I'm not saying that's for everyone. And yeah, ask for consent with this. Make consent sexy. Let's make this a movement, really. And as as for consent, so many so many people went through what I told you guys like last week, and there's this interesting research about this, and it says so when survey items describe behaviors so. Have you ever coerced somebody to intercourse by holding them down instead of simply labeling them? Have you ever raped somebody? More men will admit to sexually coercive behaviors in the past and more women will report, self-report past victimizations. Also, almost a third of the men, so 31.7%, said that in a consequence-free situation, they'd force a woman to have sexual intercourse while 13.6% said that they would rape a woman. This is setting like aside the fact that this is just basically terrifying. A full third of a random group of college men will admit to do this. Just like it, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. I'm I'm in uni and I have mostly actually guys around me because I'm studying economics and it's like 80% guys and I would honestly I would want to go up to them and ask them about this because it's crazy this should never have been the case and it's just yeah it makes me nauseous really and apart from from all of this all this pain and hurt that people go through because of the not asking consent, it also is at the cost of, like, this entire thing is at the cost of self-image and always having to look for validation and looking for validation through this hookup culture. And because of that, this subject, I have a poem and it's really reflective of myself, I would say, because I wrote this and... I think it's also due to this entire hookup culture and it's it's called beauty and I'll read it out to you. What is beauty? Please show me. I can't see it, I can't find it, I can't grasp it when I see the reflection staring back at reality. I see the dark circles on my skin, I see the stretch marks on my thighs, the places you once have been, honey crystallized. I haven't seen beauty in so long. The beauty that only I can see is when you left your marks from my neck to my knee. I'll show you beauty as long as you show me. 
I felt like this. I really felt like this when I wrote this. And I want to share this because I think a lot of people can feel like this. And now looking back, I feel so sorry for myself because I could only find beauty in someone else and the sexual intimacy with someone else. Literally, I say, the only beauty that I can see is when you left your marks from my neck till my knee. I'm I'm taking part in this entire thing. I'm not saying I'm not because it should not be like that. I should be, and now I can. I look in the mirror and I see beauty. I don't need to see anyone else. But it makes me sad. It makes me sad that I know that I'm not the only one who feels like this. And I hope that when you hear this poem, that you, if you recognize yourself, this maybe puts you on the path to finding beauty for yourself and not looking for beauty in someone else or validation through the entire hookup culture. With this, I think that's also a pro of celibacy. They're getting satisfaction through other things and really knowing your mind. But then again, there's also how far should it go, the celibacy? Like, don't have sex, don't get married, don't have sexual thoughts, not even about other people without having their consent. I think, my personal opinion, I just think it should not be that restrictive. With celibacy, I think you get a lot of good things out of it. I think you can get to know yourself a lot better. You can get to know your partner a lot better through this. But I've heard people say, yeah, you should not even be thinking about someone when you're like pleasuring yourself. Like you shouldn't even fantasize about anyone or anything. And because that's also... um, not celibate and you will misuse someone else in your head i'm not sure as how to feel about that if you feel like that's the case that's totally fine but i feel like restricting yourself from sexual thoughts is also not going to solve the problem if you don't hurt anyone by having these thoughts and you don't act upon them, like whether it's just fantasizing about something really vanilla or something not so much. I think that's up to you as long as you can look your like look into the mirror and say that it's like look look at yourself and be fine with it. I don't see a problem, but I think that's that's everyone's own opinion. So for me, I think no matter what you choose, whether you're pro hookup, celibacy, or in the middle of them. I'd like you to ask a question. What do you gain? Please take the time to reflect on this. Maybe pause the episode with yourself and just answer this question. Be truthful with yourself. What do you gain? So I'm guessing that you paused the episode and answered to yourself. And to be honest, I also asked myself this question. I felt like I'm not gaining anything by partaking in this culture anymore. And I've done it before and in the moment I felt like it. And because it had been a while and honestly, who cares? Who cares that it has been a while? That shouldn't be a thing even on your mind. And it has been for me, so I 
totally get the thought, but I do not gain anything from doing it anymore. I also do not regret it, but I know I will not do the same in the future. And something that I've taught to learn myself by now is that I, I should ask myself, which advice would I give to my little sister? I have a little sister, in case you have not. Um, pretend like you do. and Or little niece, cousin, whatever it is. Just tell yourself, which advice would I give to my little sister? Would I let her do the same thing as I, do, as I am doing right now? And if so, why? If not, why not? Should I then continue what I'm doing? And to, to quote someone else, to quote Sina actually, whom you all know, my famous friend from the podcast. Uh, we talk about it every week. If you want to know more about her, listen to any other episode and she'll be in there. Um, she said this, and I thought it was so, so greatly worded. Like it was, that's why I also asked her, like, can I share this? This is what she said. I'm a bit worried about the moral implications of the new cultural shift due to hookup culture. The societal acceptance of the culture kind of represents an era of uncommitted sex, and I feel like it normalizes taking advantage of others in the pursuit of sexual intimacy. Aside from that, I don't know if it's even possible for one to set healthy boundaries during an encounter that's meant to be no strange attached type of thing. Due to that, I feel like a lot of young people think that they're just trying themselves out in order to make new experiences, but eventually end up being in an unhealthy and toxic relationship. Maybe go back and listen to it again, because that blew my mind. But it is so true. Everything she said, it just resonates with me. And I think a big part of the hookup culture and getting into this toxic relationship originates in a fear of being vulnerable getting hurt, seeking validation, and in the inordinate amount of choices that we have nowadays. Just just look at all the dating apps. We have Tinder, Grindr, Bumble, Cupid, eHarmony, and something that is even called Coffee Meets Bagel, it's Hinge, anything really. And I've been on there. I've t- I took part in that. I think all of my friends have. I don't know anyone who's not been on Tinder nowadays. And... For me personally, I deleted Tinder. Well, everyone has deleted Tinder at least five times and then gotten back to it and then deleted it again. But the last time I deleted Tinder was in January because I was so over getting, spending so much time on these apps and getting nothing from it really. And there are exceptions, really. There are people who have met on Tinder and gotten together and in happy relationships right now so I'm not saying it never works but I'm saying it's special I think it's it's just kind of sad it's just the fact that also the dating through these apps has become so capitalized it's just another way that patriarchy and capitalism has commodified women and made women like as a product and at our own expense and what a friend said as well is like it's the same as women going for free at nights, nightclubs. Like, the only reason that we can go for free is because we are the products used to lure men into clubs who will then pay for expensive drinks, etc. And dating apps are like catalogs of willing women at men's fingertips. And it's detrimental to mental health of both men and women 
patriarchy really hurts everyone. As much as some men think they want no strings attached intimacy, they might not know any better. Hookup culture and porn especially ends up hurting everyone. One's more the opinion of one of my well-spoken friends. And I think it's sad. I think these these dating apps, they're not really going to give you what you need, except for, obviously, what are your needs? Is it connection? Is it just sex? Is it both of them? Just ask yourself this. Really ask yourself, what are my needs? What do I want? There's no judgment, nothing, just be honest. And if you're just in need of sex, I really would say go for it. As long as you ask consent. However, if you really go into yourself and you know that it's not literally just sex and you're longing for connection, which I think in the end a lot of people, maybe all of us do, then who are you really kidding? Who are you kidding by partaking in this culture? Not me, at least. I'd like to leave you with that, food for thought, and I want to grab a cart, as we do every, every week, and I did before I started the episode, and today's card, or this week's card, was to harvest, with the subtitle being, what you believe will get done. So what do you believe? What are your needs and what will you get done? It's something to think about and to take into your week. Please let me know, if you want to, what your thoughts were or what your needs are. And if this episode has changed anything or made you more present about it or shifted your mind towards another place, I'd love to know. Uh, You can contact me via at our universal podcast, no, at our universal world on Instagram and TikTok, and then our universal podcast at gmail.com if you want to email me. And I'd like to tell you a little sneak peek of next week's episode. Uh, we will go into this subject a bit more. How can we shift towards a more universal connection with each other? How to connect with ourselves? What can we take from the past two episodes and the things that we haven't touched upon yet? But we will, such as Tantra, which some of you might know and some might not. So make sure to check out next week's episode. I wish you the most amazing, lovely week. I hope you can enjoy the weather, get outside, get into nature. And yeah, just big hugs and all smiles from me. Bye bye.